What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Debbie Debate. That is Felix Sharp pointing the wrong way. I am Matt Bruni. We've got a ton to talk to you guys about tonight. We got Miller Moss, who's the real reason that Malachi Nelson was run out of California. We're going to talk a little bit about Evan Stewart. Marvin Harrison Jr. and then Felix and I will discuss a lot of the players that we playing over the next couple days that we think could raise their stock heading into the 2024 season. Felix, I imagine you got your eyes on Connor Harrell, who I thought had an up and down game. He had some some pretty good moments, but some bad ones. I don't know if you're watching Miller Moss torch Lou, Louisville right now, but Kyle Lemon having a breakout game. What have, what have kind of been your thoughts so far today for the football games that have been been going on? Well, let's start with Miller Moss. First of all, Matt, I mean, you can verify this. Yeah. Over the last couple of months, I've said, make sure that he is rostered. He was clearly yeah. the start or the backup behind Caleb Williams. And now we've got uh, uh, Malachi Nelson out of the picture. So as of this moment, Miller Moss is Lincoln Riley's starting quarterback. I thought at one point uh, we always wanted to have Lincoln Riley's quarterback rostered. Now, is he going to go into 2024 uh, as the starter? I have no idea. But you got 45-man rosters in campus to Canton Leeds. Miller Moss should have been rostered. On the subject of Connor Harrell, two turnovers in this game, but I thought that he looked better than we've seen him in the spring games. We saw more of the mobility, which we don't get to see in the spring games. We saw him make some good throws. On the first turnover that was uh, in the red zone, you get a better player. That would have been caught by the tight end there. I didn't see the other interception, but he showed more mobility than – what I thought he had, and he made some good throws. People who don't know ball are going to criticize him for the two turnovers. They're going to look towards the box score, but he made some excellent throws in this game, including the touchdown pass to uh, to J.J. Jones in the corner of the end zone. If you listen to our content, Connor Harrell was already rostered, and I think despite the two turnovers, despite the score of the game, he showed all of the reasons why we thought you should go roster him. So that's what I think about Connor Harrell, I'm not paying attention to the two turnovers. Kind of the same thing with, like, Dante Moore. He flashed enough for me to say, yep, yep, I should have him rostered. And Connor Harrell, again, going into 2024, looks to have – I don't know that UNC is going to bring in a transfer. I mean, none of the big-time quarterbacks they, that we've, we've heard have been somebody, associated yeah. with, with uh, UNC. I feel confident about him uh, going into 2024, and if you have him rostered, you should feel you should feel – Pretty good about it. Yeah, they they brought in Max Johnson. Now, I, me and Chris Moxley were talking a little bit about this on Twitter. I wonder if oh. they brought in Max Johnson oh. to get Max his brother Johnson. Jake Johnson the tight end. Oh. Because, granted, like I said, I I think he had a he had an up and down game, but he had some pretty good moments in that game. And as you mentioned, he showed off that rushing ability, which we saw. Drake may really bail out that offense at times over the past two years. I think Connor Harrell can do the same thing. UNC will be fighting for a playoff spot next year. I personally think they'd be pretty dumb to go to Max Johnson. I don't mean any and he very clearly sprained his ankle uh, at, in like the second quarter of this game, and he kept playing through it. He had to change his game just a little bit. I mean, I thought he showed more than enough for. I bet you we probably have him collectively as a top fifty quarterback, and that's where he should be. Even though people, you know, casual college football fans don't even know who that is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I would not be surprised if Mac Brown pulls another like coin flip, Max Johnson. Connor Hale starting the spring game like he did with Drake May and Jacoby Criswell. That was uh, interesting. Just, to say. just pure nonsense. Pure, so utter buffoonery. Yeah. 
We have hit halftime of USC Louisville, which I expected to be a closer game at this point. I really didn't know what we were going to see out of Miller Moss and this offense. And Louisville had a fairly highly ranked pass defense, 27th overall, the, the 20th ranked uh, rushing defense. Well, they, they, they've got a pretty good defense. Miller Moss is currently sitting at 13 of 18 for 218 yards and four touchdowns, 13 yards on the ground. Mikhail Lemon. We came into this game, the coaches have talking about moving him to defensive back. Right. Two catches for 75 yards. Now, Taj Washington's going off four for 74, two touchdowns. Zachariah Branch should have had a touchdown, went right through his hands just a little bit ago, ended up going to, I think that was Taj Washington's second touchdown. I mean, maybe we were wrong all along. We did uh, a Malachi Nelson transfer portal video talking about, here comes Walker Howard. Here, or sorry, Will Howard. See, now I did it. I messed it up. I said Walker Howard. Here comes Will Howard. Well, now all of a sudden, Will Howard's debating, oh, Ohio State, NFL, maybe USC. Maybe it was Miller Moss the whole whole time. Miller Moss was really the secret here. You said that you, you mentioned before that you needed to have him rostered. I don't know that Will Howard's better. And I great granted, it's a very small sample size. We're getting to see a half of him. I imagine he's going to go out there and have another really good half. But this is going to be really intriguing to see what Lincoln Riley does with this offense. If Will Howard does come in there, do you think he's better than what you've seen out of Miller Moss tonight? Because I don't. I, I I have no idea. First of all, what has Will Howard done to command all this attention from these oh, blue bloods, USC and uh, and Ohio State? That's how you know that some of these coaches are absolutely hurting. I tell you who's won tonight. It's the college football selection committee because uh, Louisville is out here getting dump trucked, and and that was like Florida State's best win. So the college football oh, uh, playoffs was selection. LSU. Their best win was LSU. Yeah, it was it was it was LSU, but at least the ACC championship game they play uh, Louisville and get the victory there. And now this game is going to be more competitive here uh, in the second half. It looks like Louisville just scored. So um, even though Miller Moss is is balling, but still the college football uh, selection committee won. In this one, but um, what was the question? That Will Howard? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. We, we need to ask uh, who's Corey Pereira's uh, no, co-host Mike. on uh, Mike Mike Valerie. Yeah, Mike he's Mike. Will Howard's oh yes, Mike. Fan. Mike. He's Mike. He's Will Howard's biggest fan. We may need to ask him about Will Howard if he goes to Ohio State or USC. Uh, that's a reason enough to have him rostered. I don't really. I'm not going to lie and act like I have strong feelings about Will Howard because I don't. But in this uh, in this bowl game, uh, Louisville and USC, I tell you who I was looking at. It was Deuce Robinson. He dropped a critical third. It wasn't critical because they're up. But he dropped a third down pass. He's dropped pass. He dropped that long touchdown pass against Washington. And then and then like in the middle of the second quarter, he was in press coverage. He got. Dump trucked into the sideline by the corner that was that was guarding him. I thought they were going to call holding on that play. I mean, you can't be six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounds getting bullied by you know Louisville's secondary, Louisville's press corner. You got to be a little bit more physical than that. So that's who's we're going to talk about players. We're going to take a jump in twenty twenty four. Deuce Robinson for me is right up at the top of that list. I know he could have played tight end. He's playing wide receiver. It sucks to see him one drop the pass and two get out physical by a small corner. So. Those are my observations. What is it? What's this game? What is the what is the bowl game that Louisville and and uh, USC are playing? Is it the no? It's not the military. Uh, Direct TV Bowl Holiday Bowl. The Holiday Bowl. Yeah. The, oh, that's right. Because Direct TV is trolling everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's in, right. That's right. California. That's right. The Holiday Bowl. The Direct TV. We need to have a campus to can bowl game. Yeah, that's maybe. awesome. If that's in the budget, it, it won't be. But you know, maybe maybe we can make it happen. Uh, Evan Stewart. 
released uh, earlier today confirmed visits for a bunch of schools that I don't think any of us were really talking about. We I did a video recently thinking, you know, hey, Texas makes a lot of sense. So does Alabama. All the reports are saying he's no, he doesn't want to consider either one of those schools. Florida State, who we talked about recently, I said it would be a great place for him to go, possibly even with Connor Wigman if he were to enter the portal. Ole Miss, Oregon, Tennessee, and the aforementioned USC. Do you see a spot out of those schools that you would really like to go or really like Evan Stewart to go? It's not Ole Miss. Ole Miss added uh, Juice Wells and Deion Smith through the transfer portal and Trey, what's his name, is returning. So it's not Ole Miss. There are two very clear answers here to me. It's either Oregon or Tennessee. With Now, we're going to see Nico Iamalieva here next week. That offense should be a little bit more vertical and a little more explosive than it than it was uh, under Joe Milton. Hopefully that offense, that Josh Heupel offense, returns to its Hendon Hooker form with Nico at the helm. So that would be – I mean, I've got Evan Stewart rostered in a lot of places. We all knew that he was this, you know, a, a player on the Garrett Wilson spectrum, but Texas A&M's offense probably wasn't going to feed him the ball like – uh, like it needed to. If he goes to Tennessee, I mean, we're talking what, like 12, 1,300 yards. You could start him every single week, uh, have him rostered. So that's uh, the obvious one. To me, the other obvious choice is Oregon. And there's my – the reason for, for 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 me for Oregon is, one, they bring in Dylan Gabriel and they bring in uh, Dante Moore. But I, I am just becoming a fan of Dan Lanning. Because of his youth – because we've seen like defensive head coaches that just get it and know that they need to bring in an innovator on the offensive side of the ball. Those guys seem to have really good track records. Nick Saban, remember, secondary coach, defensive guy. He needs offensive innovation. Goes to Lane Kiffin. Goes to Steve Sarkeesian. And they get their offensive rolling. That is what Dan Lanning is, except for Dan Lanning. Dan Lennon got some swag in his take. He got some, yeah. He got some swag in his, you know, gonna be in the Big Ten next year. So um uh I'm trying to think of who Oregon has returning. Is it Trey Sean Holden is gonna be returning? Tess Johnson's gone, Troy Franklin is gone, Trey Sean Holden, Gary Bryant is gonna be there in his what in his fifth year. There's a space there for a number one primary receiver. Evan Stewart would be great there. And I would love to see my boy Jerry on Dickey. <laughs> Uh, there alongside of him. But to me, it's the programs that are on the upswing. I don't, on the upswing as far as who could be, I'm I'm not saying this lightly. If we look up five years from now and who has a run like Alabama or uh, Clemson, I think Oregon's right there. And it's because of Dan Lanning and getting a player like Evan Stewart could ignite the trajectory to get on that path to be one of these dominant programs. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Evan Stewart goes to Oregon, automatically the best wide receiver in the Big Ten, right off the bat. I mean, and that, and he's yeah. going to be, I mean, and all that's all the guys at Ohio State. I mean, I was going to say Michigan don't have anybody. That's over all the guys that you <laughs> see know. going. Washington, like I would, I would love it for Oregon because I do think as well that Will Stein will do a really good job of um, developing the plays around him, kind of like he did with Tez Johnson and Troy Franklin last year. And Dylan Gabriel is a competent college quarterback. I mean, you mentioned Dan Lanning. Yeah we got to give Kirby smart credit for that too, because he didn't right. do that at first with Georgia. And then he did start to come around and brought Todd in guys like Todd Munkin. I, that's a good point. Yeah. Back to back. And that's where Dan Lanning came from as well. So he's got that background. I, I love, I hate that he's going to the big 10. And I think I said last week, I, 
I think that uh, you objectively should have to put them on the same tier as Ohio State and Michigan. I don't think there's a step down to them. I think they deserve to be up there, even though they haven't necessarily done the winning, but neither has Ohio State really that Michigan has, has had. I just think with what Dan Lanning's done in the recruiting class and the way his teams have been, you have to put him up there. It, it's going to be a lot of fun to see Oregon go in there. And Evans, that's going to be the guy to watch. I, I still think that's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun to watch Michigan with Alex Orgy and probably Benjamin Hall in the backfield trying to run the ball 30 times against, you know, Oregon that's going to be a little bit more balanced, probably more explosive, more offensive weapons. It's going to be a clash of styles. The Big Ten is going to be so much more, uh, so fun uh, next year. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch those Michigan USC shootouts as well. Of uh, it's going to end up being like twenty four to twenty seven because USC. Well, no, USC can't stop a nosebleed, so Michigan might actually score a lot of points. I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to say something about Evan Stewart. Oh, Florida State. I actually like if Cam Ward goes to Florida State with what we saw Keon Coleman do there. I actually think Evan Stewart could be really good there as well. He, I was going to say the best wide receiver in the ACC. He's the best wide receiver. I'm almost positive he's going to be our number one wide receiver consensus in our rankings next year. I don't see who would jump him. I think we had Luther Burden ahead of him. I would not put Luther Burden ahead of him right now. I definitely think it's got to be Evan Stewart. I'm really excited to see where he ends up going. We'll see. I, I believe I mentioned this on the show last night. I think it's the transfer portal. It's not the transfer portal that's closed, but visits are technically closed right now, I believe, until the national championship. So we can't go visit any of these schools officially right now. We have to wait till the end of the national championship for that to happen. So we probably won't find out anything about Evan Stewart till mid-January, right around the time that the portal closes. But it, it, it's, it's going to be the name to watch. Felix, there's yeah. been a... Oh, Wait, before been, you get to that, Matthew, yeah. you got to tell the people to like the yes. video, help yes. us get to 3,000 subscribers. We're a small independent brand, all of that stuff. I was going to say that for housekeeping. But, yes, we're not supported by ESPN, NBC, ABC. Like the video, hit that subscribe button. We are so close to 3,000. And as I said last night, I don't like to get Felix yelling at me. He's he's really mean behind the scenes. We are so close. It would make our in front of the scenes. That's both, true. Both behind and in front of the seat. It would make our year if you guys could get us to 3,000. And you guys have gotten us to where we are now, so I believe in you. You'll be able to get us there. Let's talk about one Marvin Harrison Jr. who has been all the talk the past couple days because he has not been participating in bowl practice. And then reports came out today that he's a shocker going to enter the NFL draft. Like we've been trying to tell you for the past couple weeks, don't believe the nonsense you see on Twitter that he's thinking about taking an NIL deal. He's going to the NFL, folks. <laughs> What, I mean, does this matter? Like, what, what are your thoughts on him going? I, I mean, I, I think it's cool that he's down there. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, JSN, they've all done the same thing. They've gone to the bowl games and done this. Like, it's cool to be with the team. Like, he's not going to play, folks. I know hasn't been officially announced. He's not going to risk going out there getting injured in a game against Missouri, which, no offense, means nothing at this point. And, and ruining – he's a top three pick? Two? Could he be the number one pick off the board if Chicago decides they don't want to go Caleb Williams? Like, he's not going to go out there and risk it. Uh, does it matter? I, I mean, we've kind of known what Marvin Harrison was going to do like the last two years. He's a solidified top, what, five NFL draft pick. Um, no, it doesn't. I think the funny thing is, is that we're a, we're a college fantasy channel. And the NFL dynasty community, when it gets to this time of year, they want to go and talk to us about – they want to bring us on to talk about these players. Yeah. I'm like – I'm not watching Marvin Harrison Jr. anymore. I'm trying to figure out who Jeremiah Smith is and Makai Hudson and 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 DJ Lagway. Who's the who's the wide receiver going to Texas Tech? Mike Hudson. 
or Micah Hudson. I call uh, him Micah. 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 I think it's Micah, Micah Hudson. Is it Micah? Yeah. Micah I think Hudson. that's Matt. That's who I'm like watching now. I'm not watching Drake May and Caleb Wood. I don't know. Ask somebody else. Yeah. Uh, no, we're trying to get the download on this freshman class. So does it matter? I, uh, I don't know. I think the interesting question is, and I have an answer here, is who could be the next Marvin Harrison Jr.? You mentioned Devin Stewart. When I, and when I say that, I mean the guy who's going to be his skill set and pedigree, et cetera, et cetera, is going to be so dominant that we could just peg them in for a top five, top 10 NFL draft selection. And that's very rare for the wide receiver position. You yeah. see, uh, uh, we had uh, Jamar Chase here recently. Jalen Waddle. What well, Jalen Waddle is like top 10-ish, if I remember correctly. It was yeah, like eight yeah. Or nine. Somebody correct me in the chat if I'm wrong on that. And then, of course, Mar uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is right there. And I'm looking at the, the my rankings to see who could be the next player to command that sort of attention from the NFL where, where, they, where they take you in the top five, like Jamar Chase, like a Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I've got three, three answers. Um, one is, is the aforementioned Evan Stewart. I think that he could potentially do it, but I, I don't see him like being in the top five. The other would be Zachariah Branch. If he can develop a game away from the line of scrimmage, he's being used very much like Luther Burden was in his uh, first year at Missouri. But here's the other one. Here's the other one, Matthew. It's To me, it's still Jerry. <laughs> I still love Jerry. I still love Jerry. Dickey at Oregon. And now he just came out. Uh, or there, he, he was quoted as saying that he was not in shape for the season, still recovering from the meniscus injury. I actually had the meniscus injury. You can recover and come back like immediately if you had the meniscus taken out. But if you you're, if you repair it and keep it in there, the recovery is like a year. Now we saw him play some snaps early in the season. Didn't get any targets. Didn't record any snaps. We haven't really seen him play since I don't know, like week seven or so. But, man, when I tell you that this dude could have been a safety or a linebacker or, you know, what, uh, play another position uh, at the Power 5 level, I mean that. He's one of the more physical wide receivers I've seen, and I know that he is a year one zero. But, damn it, until I see him on the field, I'm still going to believe in him. And to me, you know, he's on this the same spectrum as – not DK, but A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is actually his comparison on 24-7, yeah. like that type of wide receiver. And if we can see him on the field, fully healthy, I think Jerry on Dickey is the type of player that commit, could command that draft capital. And this is a long shot, given how he's, he didn't play this year. But he, I would put him, I would put him, right there uh, as a as a player who could, you know, potentially command top five NFL draft capital. It's it's a crazy, it's a crazy thought. It's a crazy thought. Yeah. And I looked at my rankings, Matthew. I'm talking about a player who could go top five. He's currently my wide receiver, seventy four. Oh man, he hasn't. What is he taking? He hasn't, he hasn't played. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, it, since I think a week two, he played a couple snaps back early in the season. Then hasn't played right. since then. Uh, I'll give you three different names then. How about that? Since you gave us Evan Stewart and them, what about Tedero McMillan? I mean, he's been absolutely killing it at Arizona. Now he doesn't have quite the athleticism that an Evan Stewart, Marvin, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Jamar Chase has, but I think that he can translate very well to the NFL. Carnell Tate. I think with what he was able to do already as a freshman, he's going to go in there. I think even if Mecca comes back, which it sounds like he's leaning towards, I think there's a chance Carnell Tate's the number one in that offense. And so he could end up kind of bolstering that and getting that draft capital in the Jerry on Dickey class. Then I'm going to say a name now. It's going to sound a little bit homerish, but I'm going to 
you know, three years ago, you, you go back and look at one of the very first videos published on our channel was a wide receiver ranking summit where one Felix Sharp and Matt Bruning were mocked and ridiculed by another co-founder, Austin Nace. And I think Colin Decker probably chimed in a little bit as well because we had one Marvin Harrison Jr. I think we both had him technically top 15, but we always say top 20 because I know for sure he was top 20. Yeah. Not yeah. ever taking a single step. I, he hadn't even, they haven't even done spring practice yet. We did our ranking summit like January that year. Mocked and ridiculed for that. For having Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. before he took a, a snap as a freshman in the top 20 of our rankings. Yes, we were mocked for that. Mm. I I think I'm gonna have Jeremiah Smith there, and I like I, number one wide receiver in the class. Like Marvin Harrison know, Jr. I know, was I know, was like a, a four, like a four star, wasn't even a five star. It's not crazy. I to know, have that Jeremiah was, well, Smith that was in, in the top five on, top the, on the service. We had we had Zachariah Branch in the top ten last year. That's not crazy. That's true. That's true. I mean, you know, okay, fine. I'll give you another one. He's gonna be in my top twenty as well. And this is I, this is a little crazy, although he is a, I think he's a five star. Is also I'm also gonna have Mylon Graham up there. I love Mylon Graham. He's he's such so, a good route runner. So Incredible Ohio State speed. is gonna have two wide receivers That's taken right. in the top five as three long years as, from now. As long, yeah, yeah. Why not? Who else is in that class? So it's Mika Hudson. That's it. It's those three. It's those three. They're gonna be three of the top five picks. I don't know who the other two are gonna be. Probably Dylan Rayola and probably DJ Lagway. Who knows? But they're all going top five. Yeah, I I, I think both those guys are gonna be really good. But Tedarola McMillan is a guy that I think could really assert himself again this year. Arizona, I think, is one of those teams that could go in and win the Big 12. I think he's going to get a lot of coverage with what he's been doing uh, the past two years at Arizona. He was a guy we were a little bit lower on as a freshman, but has just gone gangbusters with them. K.J. Jefferson. The rumors are that he is heading to UCF, kind of pushing your boy. Um, was it Thomas Castellanos, right? Yeah, when Thomas my, my boy has already left uh, UCF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's right. He left last year. Was was fairly good for Boston College. He plays next week. Boston College plays next week. I forgot. Who no, they, they play I'll tomorrow. Be, I will be sure. Oh, they play tomorrow. Yeah, oh, they play tomorrow. I will yeah. be watching my boy TC. Ware County, Georgia, stand up. About a year ago, KJ Jefferson was getting all these talks about being this NFL draft guy. I think that those talks have gone away, but I do think we have to care about him for CFF purposes for what Gus Malzahn has been able to do for quarterbacks like KJ Jefferson. I, I mean, that's the type. Like Gus Malzahn is not hiding the fact that he has a type. Like you have to be like an elite athlete. He doesn't really care if you can pass the ball. Nick Marshall was what a safety. Wasn't Nick Marshall a safety? They had him come play uh, corner. Of course, Cam Newton, John Rice Plumley, Thomas Castellanos is now, you know, balling out for uh, for Boston College. He has a type. KJ Jefferson would fit exactly what it is that they need to do. I've never really bought into the KJ Jefferson as an NFL player, especially not like a day one or day two prospect. He's fine, but I don't think that he's a somebody you're going to build a franchise around. But a program like UCF, oh, absolutely, especially in that system. Yeah, give me Gus Malzahn and, and KJ Jefferson. I mean, he's going to get 15 touchdowns and goal. He should have that many touchdowns from the goal line. So, mm. yeah, especially if he stays healthy, which was kind of the big issue with him last year at Arkansas. It'll be, I think he has a chance to be a top 10 quarterback. That, that I don't think that's a reach to say we'll see. The news he here, Matthew, is that yeah. he's not, he's not going to South Carolina because that had been the early indications that he was going to South Carolina. None of us want to see. Yeah. Him in a, in a in a competition with Lenora Sellers. Lenora Sellers should be a better version. By the way, if you don't know who Lenora Sellers is, you better recognize 
he's like Anthony Richardson with glasses on underneath his helmet. Uh, probably a better passer at this point in his development than Anthony yeah. Richardson was the first year in his development. So none of no none of us wanted to see uh, uh, KJ Jefferson go over there to Columbia. No, none of us wanted to see him sit on the bench like by midseason when Lenore Sellis takes over. So he should be a fun player to watch at UCF. Now we do get for sure. It seems like at least right now Lenora Sellers starting for South Carolina. We do some housekeeping really quick. As we mentioned, please hit that like and subscribe. But we are trying to get to 3,000 subscribers by the end of the year. As I mentioned, you know, we don't have Fox, NBC, 24-7 Sports, ESPN, CBS, ABC. None of those people support us. You guys are the support that we have gotten, and we are trying to get to that 3,000 mark. And if you want to get some college gear, I don't have my home field stuff on, but every time I do a Texas video, you get to see that beautiful Bevo shirt. Go to home field, use the promo code campus to Canton to get 15% off. They have a ton of great college gear for practically every school you can think of. I still need to get myself that Oregon state beavers, uh, break the damn one. I, I love that shirt. I need to get it. All right, Felix, let's talk well, about those. When are you going to pay off your bet? What bet? What are you talking about? Don't, don't even, don't even try. Don't, I don't know what you're talking about. When are you about? going to pay off your bet? It's oh, with like Mike Valley, I need months. I need no, no, Mike no, no, to tell no, no, me no. what size shirt he wears because don't try it. He did. Matthew Bruning, Mister Mister Ohio State fan, you lost the bet on Kyle Pitts. You said he was going to have like fifteen hundred yards receiving as a rookie. You need to sing the Michigan fight song. When is it going to happen? The people want to know. Stop no dodging. Are you a man of integrity? I did it on better than sport. No. Are you a man of? No, you didn't. Are no. you a man of your word? No, not at no. all. No, clearly, oh, clearly. Right. Well, at least, least kind of obvious. Least you know, I, I'll, yeah. I'll own up to that. You know. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Let's talk about the bowl games. Uh, so we're going to start with Thursday night. I did not put Boston College on here, but you'll be watching Thomas Castellanos, Miami versus Rutgers. I don't think there's really a ton of players to watch here. Mark Fletcher. He was a player we really <laughs> yeah. did not like out of that freshman I flamed, class. I blamed Mark Fletcher. He did. What, yeah. is he, is he, how do you – is it Chamade Madada? He went to – he went to Sh- Yeah, Madada. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, it's, I don't that's know how fairly to say close. It. Yeah, uh, Chamade Madada. Uh, uh, whatever that high school down there is in Florida. I flamed Mark Fletcher because of his lack of physicality at the size that you know that he's playing. I thought that he was even like a potential position switch player. He's been fine. As a friend, I mean, they like really like him down there. So that might be a big bit miss. But as far as players who could take a jump into 2024 in our rankings and in, you know, perception um, uh, based on their play in the bowl game, he's right up there. I guess Ja'Cory is who's is it? No, is it Emory? No, Emory Williams is out for the season. Yeah, he's injured. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure all they have left on their roster is Ja'Cory Brown. Ja'Cory Brown? Yeah. He's going to enter the transfer portal after this game because Emory yeah. Williams is. Going to be their court. I mean, he, it's very uh, clear that Emory Williams is going to be. Their it quarter. could be Cam Ward. They're in the running oh, for Cam, Cam Ward, Ward and DJ. Uh, but then the rumors are DJU will go to Miami. There, there. It sounds like they're going to get one of those two guys. I don't even know if Emory Williams will be their quarterback. I thought he played well. He probably should be their quarterback. But it sounds like they're going to they go lose, the transfer route. And I don't know Miami's depth chart after Xavier Yostrepo. Oh, Elijah Arroyo is still there. Can we get Elijah Arroyo? Healthy, the tight end, at least for a season, so we can Royal see this guy who transfer portal. No, he wrong. I, I, I have not heard Elijah Arroyo. Let us know in the chat. Know, you know, one of these tight ends who played detached from the line of scrimmage, played wide receiver in high school, uh, very athletic. He's been so injured 
uh, there at Miami. I've wanted to see them. No, you're talking about the other. You're talking about the Skinner. Probably am. Skinner. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're right. Skinner entered the transfer portal, but I haven't heard Elijah Arroyo enter the transfer portal. I would love to see him healthy for a season playing with either DJ Uyunglele or Cam Ward. He would probably be their best wide receiver. They lose Colby Young. They lose Xavier Estrepo to the NFL or, you know, to whatever he's going to do next. I don't uh, know. Was it Colby um, George? Yeah, Kobe George. Didn't he enter the transfer portal also? Kobe George had an excellent season. Rashard Smith, Um, I think, still there. Outside of that, I honestly don't know who he's doing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But Elijah Royal, maybe he's healthy. Hopefully, he'll be healthy going into next season. Yeah. So, next up, Arizona versus Oklahoma, which I think has a chance to be an actually fantastic game. I will be staying up late, unfortunately. It's like an extremely late kickoff, unfortunately. But we're all eyes are going to be on Jackson Arnold in this game. Dylan Gabriel, as you mentioned, is out. He's gone to Oklahoma or to Oregon. This is Jackson Arnold's chance to step up first, first full game as a starter here. It's going to be fun. I think Arizona should be a team that he will be able to beat. Obviously, we'll be able to watch Jonah Coleman, Noah Fafita, Tet McMillan on the other side, but we know those guys. This is our first shot at seeing Jackson Arnold, who I think you could argue has a chance to be at least a top 10 pick and possibly the best quarterback in this class. He, we have not had a chance to see a lot of these guys play Arch Manning, Dante Moore. I mean, we'll, we'll talk Nico here in a little bit. Um, who am I forgetting? Why am I forgetting that? Malachi Nelson, who doesn't even have a team. Jackson Arnold could be the guy we're talking about for the next two years. Over all those guys. We do have Jackson Arnold rated very highly. Uh, I'm always trying to provide context because I'm thinking that we either get casual college football fans who don't watch anything other than their team, or we get NFL fantasy folks who aren't familiar with the college player pool. So who is Jackson Arnold? Jackson Arnold is like a six foot, six foot one mobile quarterback. He had a 4.5 GPA. He was a Gatorade national player of the year. He really reminds me of Matt Corral without the like recklessness or arm strength of a Matt Corral. And it's interesting that they do that because Jeff Lebby was the offensive coordinator for Matt Corral. He, up until he just took the Mississippi State job, Jeff Levy was the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma and won Jackson Arm. So it was a great, great fit there. Um, he's got mobility. He can run the ball. Uh, I mean, I said his GPA, he's a smart kid. In, in a highly touted 2023 freshman class, Jackson Arnold is often the guy that was kind of like left out. But he's the one that has a clear job, well, him and Nico, going into 2024. You know, he is the one who has talked about the least. You'd still be very, very high on him. Um, I think it's that black box effect. We haven't seen him. So we actually, we did, we have seen him. He yeah, he's been, on the, field, yeah, he he's been on the field. Yeah, he's been on the field. He had the one game where he went 10 for 10 and had like a touchdown to. Yeah, Denver. it was like his first so, game after. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, had, he did yeah. not look good after that. He didn't look good in the spring game either. He, he's been up and down. Now's our first chance to see him starting with yeah. the offense and kind of getting the full game, not having Dylan Gabriel come back in. If we look at so that's who Jackson Arnold did in, in the backfield. You, lo- you, uh, you lose a big two-down grinder in Tawi Walker to the transfer portal. You know, your 235-pound guy who you're going to use on, on first and second down behind him. Is your boy healthy? Gavin Sawchuk is healthy. Gavin Sawchuk's going to be the starter. The 185-pound uh, 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 sprinter. He's, a, he's he, up to 192 now. Thank you very much, sir. Like, let's let's get him right. 192. Death taxes and Matthew loving 190-pound running backs. And then uh, I forget who the, the guy was in the same class who had the excellent – freshman season the running back Javante Barnes I wish Javante Barnes is Javante Barnes healthy he hadn't he didn't uh, have the second year jump so that's what we're looking for uh in the uh 
in the backfield. I mean, at wide receiver, I don't know. You got what? Nick Anderson. Yeah. Is Antrell Anthony still there or is he hurt? I I, I don't remember. Yeah. Was it remember. Drake Stoops has had, I guess, an up and down. Nobody's watching the game been... to see Drake Stoops. I know that. I'm just saying. Nobody's like, watching maybe, the game to see Maybe Jaquazy Petaway is able to do a little yeah. something. He's a freshman in that class. Uh, yeah, Gavin Sawchuk and breaking out in bowl games, baby. That's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Jackson Arnold, we have ranked as QB nine, so I mean, we have been very high on him uh, all season long. He'll it'll be fun to watch that game. Like I said, I think it's gonna be one of the better bowl games over the next couple of days. Going to Friday, Clemson versus Kentucky. I mean, hmm. I don't even know. Like this game club, there's nobody. End on a high note. He's had a who's the best season. player? Who's the who's the player in this game? That has the potential to be the most re- fantasy relevant at the NFL level. Barry and Brown, but he has not had a good year either. I should say he hasn't had a good year. He's been o- I, an okay season. My my answer is Phil Maffa. Okay, why? Because he has the requisite size. He's fine in the passing game. I mean, that's it. He's going to be a day three draft pick. In those running backs taking on day three, I mean, you just never know what them. I think it's so. I, that's that's like that's my no evidence, just like throwing together an ar- argument there for Phil Moff. I mean, in fairness, you said he was going to be better than Will Shipley this year, as did uh, Eric Froton, and that Eric did Froton. come true. I mean, Will Shipley was was not good this year. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I'm probably just watching more for Barry and Brown, see if he can end the season. What about your boy? Note. Is your boy playing? Nah, he's already uh, he's already practicing for the Davis? Shrine Bowl. Oh, I think it's okay. the Shrine Bowl game. Yeah, yeah. There was a picture of him throwing like a perfect pass earlier today at the whatever practice he's at. Since, since we're talking about Kentucky, we should mention the fact that, you know, under Mark Stoops, Kentucky has been a run-heavy program. They get Chip Tranium yeah, uh, uh, next year, coming in next year, coming in the transfer portal from Ohio State. You don't remember Trip Tranium. Super athletic guy who could have played like linebacker or safety at Arizona State. He was one of these Herman, uh, Herman Edwards recruits right there with Brandon Ayuk, Jaden Daniels. Um, Rashad White, the running back yeah. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a freshman on those teams, what, 2020? Uh, he is going to spend his last year at Kentucky, a team that's going to feed the running back position. So if we're talking about a player who could take a jump in 2024, he's an easy candidate because he's going to have the the uh, the volume there for, for, uh, for Kentucky. Yeah. I We compared this to um, Kenneth Walker going to Michigan State and got yeah. laughed at behind the scenes. But I think it's an apt comparison, well, potentially, potentially. The comparison is fair. I think we were more mocked because I think we said he deserved to be a round one draft pick, and everybody said we were crazy. So, you know, a that's, round that's probably one, a little a bit supplemental of a draft pick, you know? A round one supplemental draft pick in a freshman class that doesn't have like a clear, you know, guy at the running back position that you need to take. That was the argument, yes, and we were laughed at for that. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's just be honest. You know, we'll, we'll flame some people here. I mean, let's talk about it. There's like four wide receivers we really want. No quarterbacks, no running backs. Why is it? I such still a like DJ Ladway. I like DJ. That's Ladway. fine. You take okay. Four wide receivers. Say you like Dylan Rayola, D- DJ Lagway, Julian. Saying that's still seven picks. Last I checked, there's twelve picks in the first round. When you're gonna right. reach on Jordan Lyles because he's going to Miami? <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. Taylor Tatum. He's gonna be sitting behind Gavin Sawchuck for two years. I mean, I haven't gotten into the freshman class the way you have, but I feel like I was still getting players that I really coveted in the second and third round in last year's class. I mean, like Aiden Childs and Lenora Sellers were third round picks uh, last year. 
I, I haven't come across those types of players just yet. Now, by the time March gets here, I probably will. Or Luke Cromanook, your boy. That was like one of our first, like, oh, wait, this video went viral. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Type, type thing. It was your boy, your boy, Luke. So, anyway, um, yeah, I, 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 when we're looking at the first round, Chip Tranum at pick 109, we're getting laughed at for that. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Speaking of Aiden Childs, Oregon State versus Notre Dame. I mean, Jeremiah Love, Jaden Greathouse, I think will be the two names you're watching there. See if they can boost that stock up. Jeremiah Love getting a lot of uh, a lot of love, literally, for what he's been doing in practice. There's nobody on Oregon State side. Looks like Ben Goldbranson's going to be starting the game. Um, I forgot. I forgot. Well, yeah, but we all know who Damian Martinez is. This is not a guy whose stock's going to raise. His stock's pretty high. Jack Belling. The tight end, Jack Belling, is a good player. He'll be on an NFL roster. Uh, So, I mean, that's it as far as Oregon State goes. On the Notre Dame side, um, so uh, Mitchell Evans is the tight end who stayed. I think it's Holton Stays who who left, who went to enter the transfer portal. I'm gonna. This is another name that I'm going to keep saying. Eli Reardon, if he's healthy, he's now the number two tight end, one of the more physical players in his class two years ago, dealt with two uh, season-ending injuries after his senior year in high school and after his freshman year at Notre Dame. Healthy this year, going to move up the depth chart because Holden stays uh, entered the transfer portal. One of my favorite players in college football, you know. Through the, so just watch out for you t- when you when you see him make a catch. Uh, uh, in the bowl game, you say, "Oh yeah, that's the guy who's he was talking about." Hopefully, he still has the physicality. But see, this thing happened with Terrence Gibbs. Terrence Gibbs, who was a Florida commit, suffered a catastrophic knee injury. Uh, his, I think, his junior year, his junior year in high school. I, I think Florida took away his, uh, his scholarship. He ended up going to Georgia Southern before the injury. Terrence Gibbs, extremely physical player, didn't see that. Uh, his, his when he kind of recovered, he was different his senior year. Now we're going to see if Eli Raritan can can maintain some of that physicality. So that's a player that I'm watching for in this Notre Dame game. I'm actually really glad that you started talking about him because that made me go look at something. Sam Hartman skipping the bowl game means we're going to get to see Kenny Minchie, oh, which really? I think is actually a big deal at the quarterback position. He was a quarterback that we really liked in last year's class. It was a little bit lower rated, probably not starting for Notre Dame next year with Riley Leonard coming over. So maybe he's able to go out there and have a really good bowl game and propel himself into the transfer portal and land somewhere else. Cause I, I wasn't sure if Sam Hartman was, it says he's opted out to start preparing for the 2024 draft. They have nobody else on that roster that I can think of. It's what, what is his name? Steve. Oh, uh, it was another freshman. I think Steve and, and I don't know, say Steve Angeli. Angeli. Yeah, so we should see Kenny Minchie play. So I will actually be tuning in just for that now. But uh, I was going to say, Oregon State, your boy's transferring there. I forgot about that when I did my Gabari Johnson. Yeah, Giovanni McCoy. Giovanni McCoy yeah. from, from Idaho. If you want to just know about Giovanni McCoy, go watch two years ago uh, him play against Washington State. So everybody loves Cam Ward now. Everybody loved Cam Ward then, too. He was, Cam Ward, who made the jump up from FCS to FBS, going from incarnate ward in Texas to Washington state to follow his offensive coordinator, Eric, Eric, uh, Eric Morris. I think their, I think their first game was against FCS Idaho. Swear to God, this quarterback Giovanni McCoy outplayed him in that game. Caught my eye ever since then. I was like, this guy's going to transfer. Didn't transfer last year after his red shirt freshman season is transferring this year after his red shirt sophomore season he's going to Oregon State obviously won't be there for the bowl game but somebody to track you know going into the next season it's kind of I mean it's different the fact that they don't have um uh Jonathan Smith Smith, there to 
be as be his offensive coordinator, quarterback guy, but still a player that you should track now that you know a little bit more about. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know much about this player. I'm gonna be honest, I don't, but I know our team has been raving about him. Memphis versus Iowa State, and that's Abu Sama. I, I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about how well he's played. I haven't paid much attention to him, just being fully honest. Any thoughts on on Sama? I mean, we just like uh, uh, Matt Campbell's. Is it Matt? That's the coach's name. Yeah, Matt yeah, Campbell. yeah, Matt Campbell. Yeah, we like his history with running backs. So Abu Sama is there, and he's a freshman. I don't know anything about him, and he's a freshman. So, you know, if you liked David Montgomery or Brees Hall, which you should, you should at least pay attention to Abu Sama. Another player who should be considered at the end of the first round, maybe in supplemental drafts, or if you had, if Darius Taylor at, at Minnesota is not rostered, probably somebody that you should be should be considering. Um, but no, I don't know a lot about him. He's somebody that I need to research to figure out where he should be at in my rankings. I think he's like top fifty. Um, so that's, I mean, I don't have a lot on, on Abu Sama. The fact that he's good. I mean, he played, but Cartavius Norton entered the transfer port. Yeah. Because this, you know, this, this freshman is, is obviously going to be the guy going, moving into the future. Freshman and maybe some betting stuff that, that might've forced him into the transfer. Cartavius Norton had the betting stuff attached to him too. pretty sure he was involved in that. I could be wrong. Another Ware County, another Ware County uh, project, Ware County, Georgia, Ware County coming up a lot today. Ware County stand up. Uh, but hey, you know you knew more about Sama than I did, so props to you. The the big game Friday night that everybody will be tuning into Ohio State versus Missouri. Not much on Missouri's side, but obviously the big thing we'll finally get a chance to see Devin Brown full game again against a very yes. good defense, good pass defense in Missouri. They were top twenty, um, and they've got almost everybody going to that game, so it should be a good game for him. Carnell Tate in that number one role with the Buka, uh, as Marvin Harrison, I really doubt is going to play, but the big one at least for for some of us. Is also going to be Brandon Ennis and hope that he can get that 40 yards to break that year one zero threshold because we do not want to see him finish his year one zero. I think he'll be out there, but you got to be worried. Xavier Johnson's playing. Ryan Day seems to love that kid. Like, there's he a does. shot. Brandon he Ennis should. doesn't break that, but uh, it, it should be a good game. Those are probably the big three that we'll be watching. Travion Henderson's going to play, too. We know who Henderson is. So, Coaches, all, coaches have these players. These guys who have been around the program for like five or six years. Two years ago, it was uh, Mike Gundy had one of these guys. I cannot remember his name, but a guy who's just been around the program too damn long, and they clog up the depth chart for the younger players. That's Xavier Johnson for Ryan Day. You know, and he should, to, to Xavier Johnson's credit, last year when they had problems at the running back position, he made the switch and from wide receiver and played running back some of those games uh, there at the end of the season. So, I mean, I think all the names that we need to watch at Ohio State are well are well known. Oh, Kion Graves. Kion Graves, does he get on the field or is he in the tra- no. transfer portal, go back to Arizona and play with Jed Fish? He should have gone into the transfer portal already, but he has yet to do that. He's injured most of the year, too. He was on the injury report. I just... And what about your boy? We haven't said this name in a long time. What's that? G. Scott. It's going to be a starting that's... tight end in 2024. <laughs> oh, whatever. He's that's, going to be. That's who, they have no one is... else. Well, that is Kate Stover playing in this game? I don't think so. He's probably he's going okay. off to the draft. So. so maybe maybe G. Scott is actually starting this one. That is who... who uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. reminded me of when I saw when I when I saw him. He reminded me of G. Scott, like this bigger wide receiver who can actually run routes. I mean, I, that's what that's what he reminded me. Shame, again, I haven't said this in a long time. Shame on Ryan Day for what he did. 
to that 2020 freshman wide receiver class. Um, the dude who transferred to Missouri, we haven't heard from him again. Oh, Mookie, Julian Mookie Fleming, Cooper. Mookie He's Cooper. still there. He made like one big play in that in that Georgia game. I yeah, tweeted about yeah. it. I like, hey, there he is. It was Mookie. It was Julian Fleming. Yeah, Mookie Cooper. There's one other player in G. Scott. Is Marvin Harrison Jr. No, it wasn't. Marvin Harrison Jr. was the next year. Was it? Yeah, it was a fourth. No, it was uh, Jason. Jason, because that's who Austin. Oh, was. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the one guy who actually who actually turned yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, that was that was one of our very first episodes where we all took. I know the I show was is running Scott, long, but do you do you want to talk about the uh, the argument that you and I had about Jackson Smith and Jigba, which was not it wasn't broadcast. It was uh, it was one of our meetings. We got into a very good oh, yeah. argument. About He's Jackson. having a good year, is he not? I, I think I was. Do you want to revisit yeah, this? Oh. Do you want to talk sure, about go it? Ahead. Go ahead. You can tell people. I'll look up his stats real quick. You can tell people what happened. Okay. So we have uh, something called a tier zero player. It's basically a generational player. Think, you know, Saquon Barkley, that level of, of prospect. Matthew made the argument that that uh, JSN should be considered a, a tier zero player. My position was, and I did, I I didn't say it this um, dispassionately. My position was is that a slot wide receiver who you or you're comparing to Cooper Cup or you know Cole Beasley can't be a tier zero player. Just can't. And I think I was actually proven right on that. Uh I disagree. And we're gonna see why. Or you're gonna see here. So he's had a 60% snap share for the season. Who brings up snap share when, when you're talking stats. about I'm just reading the stats. That matters yeah. if he's got a 60% snap share. You know what? In the past couple weeks, 47 catches for 540 yards and three touchdowns. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. First year. So he's going to. Okay. So Jackson Smith and Jigba with his 500 yard receiving, getting ready to light the NFL on fire, change the game, be a a Hall of Fame level. Cooper Cup didn't do it right off the bat either. You know, got to give him some time. Give him some time. I'm trying to figure out. I can't even find his. uh, 137 fantasy points, man. And Matthew was shouting at me. 600 shouting at me. I mean, I wasn't shouting first. Calling he me shouted, then I shouted. There may have been some Listen, curse I, words I'm exchanged. telling the story my way, the way I remember it. I feel like Corey and Mike, that was like their first like full <laughs> ranking summit with <laughs> us. They seemed a little intimidated <laughs> and scared to chime in. I wasn't the only one who had Jason in Tier 0 either. But yeah. I was I was in my car. You guys were on the computer, and I was. No, I was actually on my way to a softball game as well. Like I, I think oh, okay. I was. Maybe that was the quarterback one. I don't remember. Good times. And in fairness, my definition of Year 0 was a little bit different than yours. I feel like I was fair in my argument for putting Jason. There was a player I want to build my team around. I did not view it as a generational talent. I would not say Jason is a generational talent. I will concede that argument. All right, enough Ohio State talk, enough of the Friday bowl games. That was the last uh, game on Friday, Saturday. Ole Miss for Penn, versus Penn State. We know Singleton and Alar, but I, I will be watching just to see what they're able to do against a good Ole Miss defense. The big one that I'll be watching is Kedrick Riscano. Will he actually get into this game? Will he do anything? He was a guy that we really liked. Who is Kedrick Riscano? He's a running back that if, if you know who Quinshawn Judkins is, a running back that we really liked coming out a couple years ago, we've kind of compared him to that. We think he's the next guy up for Ole Miss. But we did expect him, a, a, a thumper running back with a little bit of a speed. I'm pretty sure he's a decent receiver. I honestly don't remember right now. 
We thought that he could be that guy behind Quinshawn this year. Ulysses Bentley kind of stepped up and really took over for, for that role. I would like to see Riscano get into this game again, especially against a really good Penn State defense. He, he'll be the only player really on Ole Miss I'm watching. I, I can't think of anybody else worth mentioning there. I mean, I'm hesitant to mention these next two guys in this game. So I feel like this game is going to be horrible, but Georgia versus Florida State. I mean, Tate Rodemaker. Wait, I didn't get to. I didn't get to oh, go. Yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Penn State and Ole Miss. Jeez, you're just gonna skip over me. Um, okay, I want to see who's going to be filling in for. I didn't realize Theo Johnson, the tight end, the athletic tight end from the Detroit area. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, he's declared for the NFL draft. I don't think that he's actually playing in this game. I mean, when we talk about Theo Johnson. He already had like 99th percentile athleticism. I would expect for him to go to the NFL Combine and maybe have improved on those numbers. I remember when Mike Gusecki uh, went to the Combine. Everybody was like, Mike Gusecki? Yeah. You could have that type of Theo Johnson when he goes and puts up uh, 99th percentile numbers. But I want to see who it is that's going to be filling in for him. It looks like Ty Warren. Uh, Ty Warren was actually third on the team in receptions. But there's also a freshman named uh, Andrew Rapelier, who it looks like hasn't actually played this year. I want to see if he gets into this game, a freshman tight end. But Penn State has a freshman tight end coming in next year that everybody's like. I don't have his name in front of me, but Penn State has a freshman that everybody likes uh, coming into next year's class. The reason why I want to to to, to see how these, these tight ends develop is because when I look at Penn State's wide receiver core, they got Keandre Lambert-Smith, and that's about it. They don't have anybody coming in the transfer portal. They don't have a freshman of note coming into that to that team. So if you look at Drew Aller's development going into 2024, it's going to re- rely on Keandre Lambert-Smith and some development from these these uh, these tight ends, Jamie unless something yeah, unless yeah. something happens, kind of like when Jamison Williams went to Alabama after the spring game, unless a uh, Penn State gets some player like that. Which which is which is definitely possible. I don't see where the targets are going going to go. The guy that's going to help uh, Drew Aller develop his confidence, develop his rhythm. So the, I, I'm always looking at the pass catchers for Penn State. Hmm. Speaking of pass catchers, probably the only two players, at least I'll be watching in that Georgia-Florida State game with Keon Coleman opting out, and I believe Johnny Wilson has also opted out of that game. <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath that george is going to murder yeah. florida state if, if 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 they come within seven points mike norvell deserves you know some sort of like i don't know appreciation because everybody's opted out of that game in fairness in fairness to them the co- the college football selection committee said that your games didn't matter so yeah. why should they care about this exhibition game this bowl game and I'll, I'll play Mike Norvell deserves a raise if they score more than seven points because Georgia's, I'm pretty sure, playing most of everybody except for the guys that went into the transfer portal. So, I mean, they're bringing their full team. Florida State lost their starting quarterback, their wide receivers, a bunch of the defense. Like, it's, I think it's not going to be pretty. Brock Glenn, the true freshman, is getting the start who we saw in the championship game. But will we get to see anything from Vandrevious Jacobs and Hakeem Williams? Hakeem Williams is going to finish this at year 1 0. I don't think there's any shot he breaks any of those thresholds. But I think no, he's got to be close because he had the one long touchdown, and yardage is one of the things. Vandrevious Jacobs, I know, is close. I think he's like 50 or 60 yards away. So I think he's one that could maybe Hakeem Williams can. I don't know. I was going to pull it up. If Hakeem Williams has an, uh, you know, a good game, do, do go as fast as you can, just trade him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those those two will be the guys that will be watching Georgia. You know all those guys. 
Wisconsin LSU. We already know who Garrett Nussmeyer is, but this will be his chance to kind of shine here for LSU against Wisconsin. Jaden Daniels opting out. Will we get to see much of Shelton Sampson Jr.? I believe Malik Neighbors has opted out. I think Brian Thomas has. I haven't seen if that's official yet. So Shelton Sampson Jr. should get a shot to start. We should get to see uh, your isn't it your boy Cade? Uh, I forgot how to say his name. The running back Cade Yakamelli. Yac- Cade Yakamelli for for uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I I have no idea. Cade Yakamelli, guy who played wide receiver and running back, looks like he's playing running back at Wisconsin. Wisconsin feels like a potential transfer destination uh, yeah. for for a running back. A guy like Chip Tranium, you know, could have gone to or Tywee Walker. Yeah, Tywee Walker from Oklahoma he visited. To, he visited Wisconsin. When oh, he did. did? Yeah, that's what Nate told us. He visited when we talked about Chip going there. Nate yeah. ch- chimed in in the next day in our chat saying that Tyler Walker had visited Wisconsin oh, yeah. that day we did. Oh, the show. that would be that would be a perfect fit. But you know who's really high on Chaz Malusi is Matt Waldman. Matt Waldman really loves some Chaz Malusi. So take that for what it's worth. Chaz Malusi going to have another year uh, there next year. Um, Caleb Jackson for LSU. We're always paying attention to him, given his athleticism. Um, like this this week has really been the hey I have some of these backup quarterbacks rostered. Malik Murphy, who didn't play this week, uh, but Malik Murphy, Connor Harrell, uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, those guys. And we're really getting to see, you know, what they're going to look like going into 2024. Garrett Nussmeyer, if you like quarterbacks who throw the ball deep and are aggressive downfield, that's him. Now, I know that uh, A.J. Swan is there, is going there. It's, it's going to be Garrett Nussmeyer going into 2024. Four, it's going to be Garrett Nussmeyer's job. It should be. A.J. Swan should just provide uh, some depth. But that offense has the ability. Now, Garrett Nussmeyer can't take Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. with him into next season. Still a good quarterback. I have no idea what's going to be behind those two wide receivers, but I love Matthew. You know, I mean, Carson Strong was this type of player. Uh, Carson Beck is this type of player. Pocket passers. Michael Pettis Jr. Michael Pettis Jr. this type of player. Pocket passers who are unafraid to throw the ball downfield. That's Garrett Nussmeyer. And people forget this, but like last year or two years ago, people were saying the LSU should run a dual quarterback system, run Jaden Daniels like on, you know, the stuff involving the running game and it involved Garrett Nussmeyer on the passing game because he was thought of as that much better of a passer. So don't sleep on uh, Garrett Nussmeyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think LSU has a, a still pretty good wide receiver. And the big question will be who's the who's going to be the offensive coordinator because his name is escaping me now, just went back to, to Notre Dame. Uh, where he followed uh, Mike Denbrock. He just, he followed Chip yeah. Kelly to LSU has been running a fairly good offense over the past years, but they have Aaron Anderson, uh, Kyron Lacey. Who's the other who transferred in um, Shelton Sampson, the freshman. There's someone else I'm forgetting that I know transferred in as well. Now I can't for life of me remember who it is, but they have some weapons there. We'll see what happens. I mean, Garrett Nussmeyer, I, I think, that offense is going to be completely different next year anyways, but they'll be relying heavily on, uh, well, he'll be a sophomore running back, uh, Caleb Jackson, who you mentioned earlier. He'll be a, a really good running back. Uh, two more games. Caleb Jackson is a freshman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be a sophomore. Yeah, he'll be a sophomore next oh, year. Oh, you mean next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Uh, two more games. Now, this one's a little bit of a stretch, but I don't think Liberty's going to be able to keep up with Oregon. So does Bo Nix play the whole game? I don't think so. I think we're going to get a chance to see Austin Novosad. Maybe it'll boost his sock a little bit to allow him to transfer out because he's not beating out Dante more for that job once Dylan Gabriel leaves for the NFL after this year with Oregon. So maybe Austin Novosad's able to get in there a little bit and do something. Obviously, you talked a lot about at the beginning of the show, Jerry on Dickey. 
you know, uh, I believe Troy Franklin's already opted out. I think Tez Johnson's playing, but I don't imagine. Aaron Anderson, thank you, Barnabas. That, that's who I was trying to remember. Aaron Anderson transferred to LSU. Uh, I, I don't know that Tez Johnson and Bo Nix play the whole game. So do we get a chance to see Jerry on Dickey get out on the field and do something? Those will be the two guys we're watching in that Oregon Liberty game. And then the big one. We got the news earlier today. Tennessee versus Iowa. Are you trying to end the show? Do I not get to talk oh, about Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about us? I mean, you to... talked like 10 minutes at the beginning of the show about Jerry on Dickey. I assume you don't have anything to well, say about Well, I mean, I, I, wanna, I don't have anything left to say about Jerry on Dickey okay, other so, than the right. fact that he's a fabulous football player who reminds me very much of Braylon Edwards coming out of high school. Braylon Edwards, who also played like defensive end and linebacker and safety and all that stuff. Uh, right. That's what Jerry on Dickey reminds me of. Um, uh, oh, Tess Johnson. Small but mighty football player. Love me some Tez Johnson. Tez Johnson is going to be the guy that, you know, you should take in like the third round of your dynasty rookie drafts. That's all I got to say. And, and Austin Novosad is putting a putting an audition tape uh, together so he can go back to Baylor or go back to wherever Jeff. No. Jeff Collins went to Kansas, right? Or Jeff Grimes, excuse me. Jeff Grimes, well, he was committed to Baylor. Yes, he was. He was committed, he was committed to Baylor, and it was the on quarterback's Saturday. coach at Baylor who was responsible for his recruitment. I can't remember that quarterback's coach's name off the top of my head, but he is now at Houston. So if Austin Novostad transfers, I would pick where Jeff Grimes went, the offensive coordinator who was at Baylor when he committed, who's now at Kansas, and then the quarterback's coach, whose name escapes my head, who's now at Houston. That's where he could land. Yeah, maybe. I hope not, Baylor, because Daquan Finn's going to be the starter there. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying no. like if he, well, because I'm he saying the, the guys who are at Baylor who he committed to, they uh, have now left. One is at Houston. One is at Kansas. But Dave so Aranda's still at Baylor, and he was Dave Aranda. Also Dave, big, Dave Aranda's uh, a, de- a defensive head coach. He didn't. He wasn't going to Baylor because of Dave Aranda. I'm just letting you know, like we we had a conversation. It's like Aiden Childs. You did, you did talk. You did talk to him, and you were very high on him, like before anybody else. I was. I was. He's he's a big. I will uh, not give you credit for that. Elite Elite Eleven. Uh, all right. So Caleb Johnson, we already know Iowa, the only player to watch on Iowa probably. But Nico, Nico is going to get the start for Tennessee. Fairly high, highly rated quarterback. We have him as QB 10 right now in our rankings, just behind Jackson Arnold. I looked at that when I was looking up Jackson Arnold earlier. He's going to get the start. And against a good Iowa defense, so he's kind of getting thrown to the wolves a little bit here uh, in this matchup. Going to be a great game to watch Saturday night. I, I will be tuned in to see what he does. What are your thoughts on Nico? I mean, he has the chance to really kind of bolster himself. I mean, Malachi Nelson's got to drop behind him. I don't care where he goes because all the teams we've seen are G5, where have you seen him really? Well, Houston was a, technically a P5 school. Arch ain't starting. Dante Moore is not starting. Like, Nico and Jackson Arnold, who both will be playing this in the next couple of days, have a chance to jump, I think, those guys in the rankings and, and be possibly even top five quarterbacks. The mm-hmm. quarterback rankings outside of Connor Wigman, I think, and Quinn Ewers, and Carson Beck is shaky. Like, those, those are probably your top three guys, are they not? That's kind of scary Quinn to Ewers, say no, that. Quinn Ewers is, if you've watched this Quinn show Ewers, for any one, of time, Q- you know Quinn Ewers is not in my top three. Are you out of your damn mind? Um, but no, I mean, uh, I don't know what else needs to be said about Nico Iamalieva. He's the, like the first player to get, you know, a really noticeable NIL contract. Um, oh, by the way, that's another reason why Evan Stewart could could end up at Tennessee is the fact that they have some NIL money to pay him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we love Josh Heupel's system. I want to see if this offense looks like, you know, what it did uh, uh, under Hendon Hooker with Hendon, Hendon, Hendon Hooker under the under the uh, under center. Now, we still like 
Squirrel White, a guy who can get vertical. I'm I'm struggling to figure out the remember the other uh, 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 player, the wide receivers there. Uh, but Dylan Wright has Dylan Wright is is declared for the NFL draft, yeah. if I remember correctly. They still got Cam Seldon there in the backfield, who got virtually you know nothing uh, this year. Cam Seldon. Extremely athletic running wide receiver who converted to running back there at Tennessee. You're talking about like 6'1, 220 pounds, over 22 miles per hour uh, uh, as a high schooler, very athletic player. So we still want to see him. So, um, I, you know, uh, we want we want Josh Heupel's offense yeah. to look like Josh Heupel's offense. And we think that Nico Iamalieva could be the player to unlock it. Now, it's going to be tough to do against Iowa, but if I remember correctly, like Cooper DeJean. It was it was out for the year if I if I remember. Yeah. Uh, so you know he's not going to play at this game. Iowa's defense is still Iowa, but it's a good it's a good first test. But he would have had a month to prepare for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean Dante Thornton, Brew McCoy, I believe are still there. I don't think either one of them opted out. It's the only other ones I can think of for the wide receivers for Tennessee. I don't think Caleb Webb's done anything. I, I believe Jalen Wright has already declared for the NFL the running back. So maybe we do get to see a little bit of Cam Seldon. They still have Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Wright. Um, I think they still have Jabari Small. I think he's playing in the game, so maybe we could see a little bit of Cam Seldon. He'll be another player to watch, but obviously all eyes will be on Nico. What else you got? Is that it? Ready to, ready, no, to, ready to close the show out? Are there no other games we're going to talk about? Do you have any talk? New Year's Texas, Washington. The only games left is Texas, Washington, Alabama. Yeah, but we're going to have another show before those games are played. Oh, no, we're not. No, I'll be doing a live show tomorrow. Mm, I can do a live show on Sunday. I can't do it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, eh, maybe. I don't know. Let's do it on Sunday then. The games are on Monday because Sunday's NFL. We have to do a show on Sunday because. Well, I I was. We're we're gonna. I'm gonna want to talk about. Let's just workshop this live. I was gonna suggest we try to do a watch along Texas Washington because that's like a massive game between you and me. You, Michael Penix, me, Quinn Ewers. Like that's a that's a that's a show stopper right there. But it's late. You, you, and it is. It starts at nine o'clock. Ridiculous. We have to work on Tuesday. Oh, it's on, it's on Monday? It's on Monday, yeah. They don't have any college games on Sunday because of the NFL. I know. It's ridiculous. So it's a, it's a, it's a 9 p.m. start Eastern, yeah. on Monday. Yeah. And we got to get up and go to work on Tuesday. Uh, I, I actually want to watch that game, so I, yeah, I don't want to do a watch-along for that game. Like, I actually want to watch it. And this is what I was going to say. You in Austin, sure, you yeah. in Austin love to tout the highest-rated players at their I mean, positions. And I'm sitting here fighting for guys shooting from deep with Michael Penix Jr., who nobody was talking about when he was at Indiana, or Anthony Richardson, or Jamison Williams. Or Anthony Richardson Jr. was a top going, player as well. I'm going against you guys touting B. John Robinson and Arch Manning and, and Caleb Williams, the number one players at their position. You know I didn't what? Tell I Caleb Williams either. On some of these, on some of these I said Jackson players. Dart was better than Caleb Williams. And thank you, Ray's dad who came in and defended me on that in the comments. Thank you, Ray's dad. Jackson Dart, amazing season, better than Caleb Williams. Hey, look, only one of us has the nickname Five Star Felix, and it's not me or Austin. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, you don't ever it's hear me on there talking about say. Five Star. Because there's no, like, I can't. It's not what the people say. Everybody's already going to take those plays. That's not what the people say. The people are all Lad McConkey. Lad McConkey, those are my types of players. Get mocked and ridiculed for talking about how good Lad McConkey is. Carson Beck. Those are my types of players. Third round draft capital. Yeah. We'll Third see. day draft capital. I'm sorry. You we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was a top three wide receiver in his class. He was good, too. He was good. Stupid injuries. 
We'll have a Campus of Canton live show tomorrow. Well, I'll talk a little bit about those games, and we'll figure something out. We'll do some kind of show Sunday or maybe Monday morning to preview those games. I don't know if you're off work. Maybe we can do something Monday morning to preview Alabama, Michigan, and Texas, Washington. We will let you guys know. That is it, though, for Debbie Debate. That is Felix Sharp. I'm Matt Bruning. Apologies to Kirk Herbstreit. We ran out of time. You know, we just you know had to talk. Yeah, sorry, that way. You know, had to talk Quinn Ewers and Lad McConkey is apparently more important than you, Kirk. I apologize, but we'll catch you guys again. Either. Sunday, Monday, but we'll definitely catch you guys next week.